WETA Classical proudly presents NSO Showcase. Exciting in-concert performances with the National Symphony Orchestra. John Andrea Nozeda, music director. Heard exclusively on WETA Classical. Classical for Washington. April in Washington. It's spring break. The cherry blossoms are giving way to tulips and azaleas, and with the warmer weather, it's the perfect time to take a leisurely drive along the Blue Ridge Parkway or enjoy a local winery. This month's NSO Showcase explores the excitement of a spring road trip with music by American composers recorded by WETA Classical at the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts. I'm your host, Nicole Lacroix. Have you ever been to an IndyCar race? I remember the Baltimore Grand Prix a few years ago. What an experience. You hear the distant roar of the race cars, then whoosh, they thunder past you, and your heart beats faster with the explosion of sound. That's the spirit of John Adams' short ride in a fast machine, a fanfare commissioned by the Pittsburgh Symphony in 1986. Here's how Adams explained his inspiration for Short Ride in an interview with Fresh Air host Terry Gross. The image I had while composing this piece was a ride that I once took in a sport car. A relative of mine had bought a Ferrari, and he asked me late one night to take a ride in it. And we went out onto the highway, and I wished I hadn't. It was an absolutely terrifying experience to be in a car driven by somebody who was not really a skilled driver. And I think this pulsating woodblock which governs this whole piece is probably an analogy for my pounding pulse. And I make the orchestra at incredibly fast speed sort of pass through the gauntlet of this pulse. Now on WETA Classical's NSO Showcase, here's Christian Machalaru to conduct the National Symphony Orchestra in John Adams' Short Ride in a Fast Machine from a 2017 Kennedy Center concert. Drivers, start your engines. Thank you. 
On WETA Classical's NSO Showcase, Christian Machelaru led the National Symphony Orchestra in John Adams' Short Ride in a Fast Machine, an exhilarating high-speed joyride. This year marks John Adams' 75th birthday, and he's still going strong, working on a new opera, Anthony and Cleopatra, to be premiered in San Francisco this September. You're listening to WETA Classical's NSO Showcase, and I'm your host, Nicola Kwam. Spring is the season of new hope, of love blossoming. Aaron Copland's ballet, Appalachian Spring, was written for Martha Graham during wartime in 1943-44, and it tells the story of a young couple's wedding day in the Pennsylvania countryside. The ballet premiered at the Library of Congress Coolidge Auditorium with an orchestra of 13. That's all that could fit in the room. The music won the Pulitzer Prize in 1945, and the same year, Copland extracted an eight-part suite from the ballet, this time scored for full orchestra. The suite opens with a glorious sunrise announced by the clarinet. As the characters are introduced, the young couple full of joy and wonder on their wedding day, a preacher and his flock, and an older pioneer woman. Even without the visuals of the ballet, we can see the vast open spaces of farmland, the modest wooden house they're building, we can hear the preacher's fire and brimstone, sense the young bride's nervousness. Near the end, the clarinets introduce the shaker theme, Simple Gifts, which is followed by five variations. In the coda, says Copeland, the bride takes her place among her neighbors. At the end, the couple are left quiet and strong in their new house. Muted strings intone a hushed prayer like a chorale passage. The close is reminiscent of the opening music. Now on WETA Classical's NSO Showcase, here's Romanian-born conductor Christian Machelaru to lead the National Symphony Orchestra in Aaron Copland's Appalachian Spring Suite.
The Appalachian Spring Suite by Aaron Copeland on WETA Classical's NSO Showcase. Christian Machalaru led the National Symphony Orchestra in a Kennedy Center performance from September 2017. You're listening to NSO Showcase on WETA 90.9 Washington and WGMS 89.1 Hagerstown. I'm Nicole Lacroix. This fall, New York City's Geffen Hall is reopening after a $550 million renovation. The first concert will honor healthcare emergency and construction workers and will feature Aaron Copeland's Fanfare for the Common Man. But more about that piece later. Sixty years ago, Geffen Hall, or Philharmonic Hall as it was known back then, opened for the first time, and Samuel Barber premiered his piano concerto there as part of the inaugural celebrations. On tonight's NSO Showcase, American pianist Garrick Olson joins the orchestra for what he calls a rough, tough piano concerto, which is still mid-20th century, but with lyricism and accessibility. He says that there's a film noir quality to the first movement and a tremendous noisy cadenza. The second movement was borrowed from an earlier flute piece that Barber had composed entitled Canzona, or Song. The last movement, Olsen claims, is very American and very scary to play because of its difficult rhythm. The concerto comes to a smashing climax, and everybody goes home pretty happy, he says. Now on WETA Classical's NSO Showcase, Spanish conductor Juanjo Mena leads the National Symphony Orchestra in Samuel Barber's Piano Concerto from a September 2017 Kennedy Center performance.
the electrifying finale of Samuel Barber's Pulitzer Prize-winning piano concerto, played by Garrett Olson with the National Symphony Orchestra on WETA Classical's NSO Showcase. This week at the Kennedy Center, pianist Hélène Grimaud joins the NSO for the Ravel Piano Concerto. Also in the program, Prokofiev's Fifth Symphony and Essa Pekka Salonen's Exuberant Helix. There's more information at nationalsymphony.org. This is NSO Showcase on WETA Classical. I'm Nicole Lacroix. Earlier, I said that we'd get back to Aaron Copeland's fanfare for the common man. Well, here's why. The fanfare figures prominently in Copeland's Third Symphony from 1946, the final work on tonight's NSO Showcase. Let's give the mic to Leonard Slatkin, who led this December 2019 performance at the Kennedy Center as part of his 75th birthday celebrations. Here's some of what he shared with us from the stage before the concert. The Third Symphony of Copeland exists in a very important context, as does virtually every great work of art. Copeland starts this work in the early 1940s, during the war, and he completes it after the war is over. The idea, very much like other composers around the world who wrote symphonies and big pieces, was to give a spirit of optimism to the people of the country. This is a very brashly American piece. It's a work that was meant to uplift the spirit. And from this piece then grew Copeland's most popular or populist works like Lincoln Portrait, Appalachian Spring, Billy the Kid, etc. Most of the piece goes along in a way that's energetic, melodic, and primarily consonant. There is one moment in the last moment after all this kind of racket is going on and the orchestra hits a crunching chord and that chord is the one that was meant to remind everybody of the horrors that had been the Second World War. You can't miss that. What you also can't miss, though, is the famous tune that occurs at the beginning of the last movement. You will recognize it as being something called the fanfare for the common man. That piece was written in 1942 at the request of the conductor of the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra, who commissioned 13 fanfares, each supposedly representing a different branch of the government during the war. So there was a fanfare by one composer for the army, another for the Coast Guard. There was even a fanfare for the post office. <laughs> well, time passed a little bit, and the conductor wrote to Copeland saying, uh, you're supposed to have a fanfare for me. And Copeland had forgotten about it. He said, when's the premiere? He says, it'll be in a couple weeks. Uh, he said, well, give me the date so I know. And he said, March 15th. In 1942, March 15th was the day Americans paid their taxes. Fanfare for the common man. <laughs> Meanwhile, this piece for this country is for all of us, like Beethoven V is for the West of the world. And I was thinking about this when we played it the other night. If we ever needed one particular piece of music to represent perhaps how we should feel and what we'd like the world to be like, this is the one. 
Aaron Copeland's Third Symphony.
life-affirming, triumphant Third Symphony by Aaron Copland, a work that speaks to us as eloquently now as it did at its 1946 premiere. Maestro Slatkin conducted the National Symphony Orchestra as part of his 75th birthday celebrations in this December 2019 performance. I hope you've enjoyed this American music celebration here on WETA Classical Zeniso Showcase. From high-speed motor cars to prayer revivals, from exuberant virtuosity to patriotic optimism, it's all in this vast American panorama. NSO Showcase on WETA Classical is produced and edited by John Banther. Music recording and editing by Charles Lawson. Executive producer is Jim Allison. Thanks to Director of Artistic Planning Nigel Boone and to Kennedy Center Press Representative Brittany Lager. Chairman of the Kennedy Center is David M. Rubenstein. Kennedy Center President is Deborah Rudder. And Ronald D. Abramson is Chairman of the NSO Board of Directors. NSO Executive Director is Gary Ginsling. President and CEO of WETA is Sharon Rockefeller. Vice President and General Manager of WETA Classical is Dan Devaney. The National Symphony Orchestra on WETA Classical is made possible by your financial support and by WETA's Friends of Classical Music. And I'm your host, Nicole Lacroix. In next month's program, we explore how composers borrow, steal, and improve on other composers' work. Don't forget, you can stream NSO Showcase all month long on the NSO Showcase page on wetaclassical.org or download the WETA Classical app. Thanks for listening to WETA 90.9 Washington and WGMS 89.1 Hagerstown.